Pow! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 162 of Wrestling is Trash, your favorite podcast about professional wrestling and the sport of the wrestles. Past, present, and possibly the future. Today, the Trash Boys are here on Trash Tuesday to talk to you about the wrestles of the week and beyond. So, of course, I am Trash Boy Numero Dos, Lou from the VX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. And uh, I think Nick and I have to have an intervention this episode. So let me just pass it off to Nick so he can introduce himself and we're going to go. What up, everyone? Nick Canicelli, Trash Boy Numero Uno. You know, good week. Um, I went to Vegas this past weekend with some family. Got to see the Patriots play. They suck, but it was still a nice. blast. Oh, yes. I hate football. One thing oh, I have to say, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram or whatever, but um, I met O.J. Simpson. So uh, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, dude, I saw that picture. I was like, yo. Yeah. Uh, so we went to a steakhouse. It was for my uncle's birthday. And as we're walking in, my little cousin goes to me. He goes, is that O.J. Simpson? And instantly I'm, I'm thinking like, no, like no. And then we sat. They put us at the table directly next to him directly next to him and at this point like oh wow that's oj simpson so my uncles you know they watched him play and then obviously we all know oj is a very controversial figure so leave that out right. the window for this um they were like oh my god like that's fucking oj simpson so then later in the night they bring a little cake off for my uncle's birthday and uh oj actually got up came and shook my uncle's hand and was like hey you guys like you know, he said came to happy birthday, and I was the one to ask because I knew my uncle. I was like, "Well, kind of like, well, he's here." I don't like being that guy. We talk about this on the show, right. and I was like, "Right." None of us. We all talked about it, like all right, none of us are gonna go up to him and ask him for a photo. But he got up on his own, came, shook my uncle's hand, said happy birthday. I was like, "Hey, sir, if you don't mind, like, can we get a photo?" Like, Centrovia. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, come on." Then you know, he did that. Super nice to everyone, you know. But uh, you just had to think in the back of your head what really happened in that situation. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, so if that's so crazy, bro. Like, so fun fact: uh, my mom dated OJ in the eighties. I don't know if I talked about it on this show before. Oh, holy crap! But I know I've talked about it on my show because I always made that joke that like, I wonder if OJ's my dad because <laughs> my mom back in the eighties was, uh, you know, she was a disco kid and all that. And I guess I don't know the full story. She just told me she dated OJ. She had a signed football at the house for like many many years so it's just weird to like you see that guy out and about and doing tweets and like recording these videos and it's like damn bro you like allegedly yeah you know did some horrible shit man and you're just out here smiling and hugging people and it's so weird bro like what are you like yeah i honestly probably would have done the same thing i would have got a flick and just been like it's OJ, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> you ran into OJ randomly. It's OJ, bro. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're in Vegas. So celebrities are always there in general. And that's what I kept saying to my girls. Like, yo, like, this dude's literally right here, just living life. <laughs> like, so you know, it was wild. I had to, I had to mention that to you. I, I don't know. Like I said, you probably saw, you did say you saw the photo. And I was just like, damn, but I'll, he was super nice to us. That's all I can say. You know, he's right. probably a nice guy in general. You know, obviously that is a whole thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but right. 
and I think that's what makes it like wild in a way. It's like, oh, okay, like, um, because we didn't know any of this going to this place, but like apparently Drake was there that week. Oh my god! And but once again, it's Vegas, so that's common. Like people being at places. Yeah, we're kind of like, oh, it's cool, you know, like people go here, I guess, blah blah blah, and then we walk in and look who the hell we sat next to. And especially um, like you know they have the football game over there too, so that area is gonna be like kind of hot that weekend yeah, exactly. for you know exactly. celebrities uh-huh. and shit. Yeah, so I'd say you know I had the. So does OJ that. live out there, or? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about OJ personally. Yeah, I think he just. I think he just like goes I, to places and just like hangs around and shit. I want to assume he lives in California, which obviously isn't far. You know, I drive there. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to say, the reason I brought up Vegas, honestly, in the first place, which is going to lead into our intervention, is, and I said it to my girl, so I've gone to Double or Nothing in Vegas. And just seeing the atmosphere, it's like, Tony's got to, Tony can do so much more with that place. And yeah. I know you said it before, like, they got to go to, like, and I said it to her, like, there is no reason they shouldn't be, which they do. One thing I like that AEW does is, they go to they go to whatever town the pay per views in the week of. They just go to a smaller arena, and I know yeah. they do that for Vegas. And it's like, man, you got to turn that town upside down the weekend you are there. Yeah, especially yeah. for one of your like flagship shows. It's just, I, I don't. Again, it's like we re, we reiterate the same things, but it's like, dude, when you have. When you only have four, well, they have more than four pay-per-views now because you know the Wrestle yeah. Dream. I don't know if that's going to be a yearly thing, but it seems like Forbidden Door is a, a yearly thing now. So, you know, they're amping up the number of shows. But it's like, dude, if you're having that limited amount of shows, you should have that week. You should be like all over that city. There should be buses. And I was like, oh my god, what's going on back there? It's like Nick, you're I being love, attacked. I'm trying to low crawl behind the camera. <laughs> that's awesome. But, She's doing yeah. an army crawl. That's fantastic. You don't got to do that. That's your house. Good. But anyway, you were saying. <laughs> but yeah, they should be taking over that freaking town. Like they should have buses and posters, and they should be on morning talk shows and radio and all that. Like you have to. Like again. But even little things like pool here. parties, like have an AEW pool party at one of the hotels yeah, something. That you're staying you at. You got the um the AEW heels, which they don't seem to really be doing much with that. Like. Get those women out there and get women involved in that shit. Have you know women watch wrestling too, bro? Have them go out there and do, you know, shit in that area where they can kind of like congregate and get everybody there. If you bring women in, bro, you're gonna bring in men. It's but just, you're just gonna happen. The one thing I wondered during that is, so T-Mobile Arena is like the big home of UFC. So I wonder if they're gonna allow AEW there now that I never. Even though that's T-Mobile's thing, that's not UFC owned. I'm pretty sure, but right. it makes you think. Yeah, it's another thing too. I don't know. So, like, obviously WWE's the you know they've been around. They have deals with all these big arenas where they you know we bring in people all the time. We sell out all the time, so they're gonna they always have them back. So I don't think. Well, it's not that I don't think. I know AEW is not at the level of wwe yet with attendance and all that so maybe they just can't book those arenas because they can't sell them out because if you're not selling out a three thousand four thousand five thousand you know you know a show 
you're not gonna sell out of twelve thousand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where you have to ramp up the get the general population more involved, where they're just seeing shit everywhere. If the people driving down the road and seeing, you know, highway signs, even big ass AEW thing on there with people on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you gotta do that shit. I don't see anything like that. And I and again, I don't have TV, so I don't watch TV. All I have is apps. And literally, I turn on the TBS app at eight o'clock, no, seven fifty-eight, to make sure that I'm signed in. And I watch the yeah. last thirty seconds of Big Bang Theory, and then Dynamite starts. Like, yeah, that's all the TBS you get out of me. So, yeah, I do see um, commercials for Dynamite during Dynamite or Collision during Dynamite, but that's during that show. I don't know if they're doing that all day. You know, I don't I, know. You know, and I'm there with you, but I imagine they do. You know what I mean? Like they're paying yeah. money for this product. So I imagine they do. Um, the time to see, I guess, would be now is like if you happen, which I'm not, but if you happen to be watching like the playoffs on TBS, like see if they're promoting yeah. AEW, you know what I mean? Which, you know, I imagine they are. One know? cool thing I, I will say that they do is I was looking around in that app the other day. They actually have their AEW unrestricted podcast on the TBS app. Oh, so I you could actually that. watch that shit on there. I didn't know that shit. I didn't know that. That thing is, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, they also have the um, the road to dynamite, which is like a fifteen minute preview of you know the episode. They also put those up yeah. there too, but quietly, like you don't even know those are there. There's a they just put them up there. You know, they don't advertise that shit at all. Not even on Twitter. So it's weird. He definitely should get it. He should look into hiring like a promotional department. And just have someone just solely focused on getting the product out there. Like, what yeah. shows can we partner with? What businesses can we partner with? You know, you got to get the name out there. That's the only way you're going to, like, grow this thing. You can put out banger episodes, which they do. Great matches, which I enjoy. But, bro, you got to get the name out there. Yeah. You have no, to. no, I definitely agree with you. And, uh. Instead of focusing on that, we all know what he's really focusing on, which is Twitter. You know, X. You go first. I want to hear. So yeah, everyone Tony, was talking about Tony going on his insane Twitter rants after the ratings and all this other shit coming out. Taking yeah, shots. so look, we obviously, last episode, we talked about Tuesday night, these shows were going to go head to head. And we made predictions of our what the ratings were going to be. I was way off. I thought that they were going to, I thought NXT was going to do like 1.1 or 2 million. I think and I thought, I thought Dynamite was going to do like 850,000 at best. Um, at worst, maybe like 750. They did much lower and NXT did lower than that. They didn't hit their million, but they still had, you know, a pretty high number. But it was like Tony Khan decided, <laughs> I don't know why. And I don't know why he did this, but he he decided to tweet. And I don't have the, you know, it's not going to be verbatim because I don't have the tweet in front of me. But he basically tweeted that history was made for the first time in like 10 or 15 years or something like that, where John Cena and The Undertaker appeared on WWE TV and it was under a million views. And I was just like, yo, when I read that, I had to make sure that it wasn't like a fake account. Like, I had to really go and make sure that the check mark was there, that it said Tony Khan. There wasn't no numbers or, you know, a backwards K 
in the username or whatever. And I was like, did he really just say that? Like, why would you, why would you call out John Cena and the Undertaker by name in a tweet for something so like, so I got the tweet right here. So petty. So the tweet is this week, two active decades, long rating streaks from two great legends were ended with all due respect, which we all know when you say with all due respect, like, yeah, (laughs) until this week's head to head AEW on TBS versus WWE on USA. Neither John Cena nor Undertaker had ever been on WWE's show with under 1 million total viewers and under 400K in the demo. That's just, that's just insanity. I don't understand how. Now, look, obviously, my reaction to that tweet, everybody has different reactions to this tweet. My reaction to this tweet, like, this is insane. You are a fucking multimillionaire. You own companies that are upwards worth the billions of dollars. You know, you got a football team that's pretty, uh, you know, it's pretty popular. It's worth, worth a lot of money. You got the FC football clubs worth a lot of money. You got your wrestling program. Why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you tweeting shit like this, bro? But I will say that it did supposedly. So, you know, and I'm going to throw this out there because it's just the benefit of the doubt but some people online were saying that he tweeted that to bring more attention to the cmml deal and the fact that he has uh mystico which used to be sincara um wrestling rocky romero on rampage for the first time where you have these two different companies that weren't working together before now kind of working together under the aw umbrella and yeah, it was trying to get more engagements for that follow up tweet because that was the tweet that followed up like after like two or three tweets of his nonsense. So I was like, okay, if that was the idea, then you know, okay, cool, like that's kind of genius. But bro, you know that that was not the intention, bro. At yeah, all. that was not the intention. I just didn't like it because. In my opinion, and maybe this is the wrong word, this is what I'm going to use. It's like childish. Like, my man, you for a very long time went to head to head with NXT, and say you went up to head 50 times, you won 48 of them. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not like this was a one time thing, one all, end all, be all. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't like it because now people have their, but a lot of people say Taker and Cena go down as the all two of the all time greats. Why you like you don't see Shawn Michaels tweeting? This is the first show that Adam Copeland ever did under seven hundred and fifty thousand views. That would be hilarious though if he did that. And it's like, and you don't see like I don't know, and it's like. I get it. WWE won't ever publicly do things like that because they're talking down. But Tony shouldn't be doing that either when you want to be taken seriously. And it's like, not to be an ass, but it's like, and I don't, this shit don't bother me because when I'm watching, I'm watching, right? But we see all the, the, the videos from their live shows that don't do the greatest attendance. So it's like, it's like, are you, would you have been that amped? For that one victory when you're getting like annihilated and everything else. Like the house show WWE did this weekend drew more attendance than Dynamite and Collision. That's crazy, and it's like, bro. 
and that's good for, for them, right? That's great yeah. business for them. And AEW is doing fine. I, I'm not one of them that thinks AEW is dead, but it's like, my man, you got your own problems. And like, does, he just needs to not be on Twitter or yeah. be on it and not like tweet as much. No, like, no, don't be on it. Yeah, there's no reason for him, bro. There's no reason for Tony Khan to be on Twitter. None. He can hire a social media guy and pay that guy like 1500 bucks a month or a month, a week or whatever. 2000 bucks a month. That's like pennies out of his pocket. He's like, just run my social media. Post about Dynamite, post about yeah. Rampage, post about Collision, post about the football club. Here you go. Because I know it's proven. They said Shawn Michaels doesn't run his own Twitter. Yeah, Shawn there's Michaels. plenty of people out there who don't run their own Twitter. Like, that's fine. I, bet you, I bet you certain ones do, but like when Vince was on it, I doubt he did his own Twitter. Vince McMahon never tweeted in his life. I'd be surprised. If, mm, do you think Triple H does? He might. I mean, he might. Triple H might be tweeting. I, but I could but also. I don't know. I could picture him telling, like, like you said, like the paying, but like, like old man, like, hey, we just took this, you know, thumb photo or the pointing photo. Yeah. Post this online for me, please. Yeah, like every once in a while, he'll post. Uh, like he just posted something recently. Um, like it was heartfelt. It was about somebody who passed or something, and I feel like that came from him. But he told someone, hey, listen, like he wrote it like in the notes app or he wrote it on like a paper or something. He's like, here, tweet this for me, like tweet this out. And then somebody goes and tweets like his words out for him. Because I don't and think then, Triple H is sitting there fucking on Twitter. And then you're seeing the re the reports from Brian Alvarez, right? Is that the one Dan, I think, sent it or someone sent it in our chat saying that uh, like the superstars, the wrestlers aren't happy that he's like yeah. that. Um, now, do you think, like, how do you think that affects the wrestlers? If it does, like this report says it does, how do you think they take it? I like, would see it it's, like, cringy. But do you think that's something cringy. where uh, I'm not going to re-sign here because of shit like this? Sometimes, like, I, I feel like some of these people are there. And I don't want to say, like, collecting a paycheck, but yeah, it's almost like they're they're – it's getting kind of to the point where for some of these people, it kind of seems like AEW is a stepping stone for them to get to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of hate that that's the case because, you know, you want AEW to succeed and be its own thing and be its own destination. You know, I want people to be like, yo, I want to go to AEW. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I know edge is saying that, Hey, I wanted to go there cause I'm excited and this and that. And I, I feel like it's, you know, it's accurate that he's saying that because, you know, he's seeing all the possibilities. He's seeing Christian have this great run and he's having so much fun and working with all these you people. You wouldn't do it shit. if he didn't want it. And, you know, WWE, he, he, again, we, we said all the same stuff last week. He did it all over there. He was basically done. There's really nothing else for him to do there. So this is like a fresh coat of paint for him and That's his good. character. Wrong yeah, hard. don't mind us. We're just a couple of marks here wearing fucking Ed shirts. <laughs> Just a couple of marks. Yep. But um, yeah, it's just like some of these dudes, they they have to see that behavior and just kind of be like, Ugh, like, what the fuck? What is wrong with this guy? Like, I kind of feel like for Tony, like, there's a bunch of people there who are like, hey, Tony, what's up, bro? Hey, yeah. You know, shake his fuck, muss his hair, and put their arm around their neck and hug him and shit. And when they walk away, and you'll be like, that fucking, fucking Mark. 
like they kind of feel like he's like a mark you know what i mean and they kind of treat him that way a friend more than a boss as we've said before and it's that's great but i've found especially like and i not that it's the same or whatever but my own job like i was part of the crew as a part-time employee and i didn't really not that i didn't give a fuck because i did my job but i wasn't like trying to learn and grow and whatever and now i'm in charge and those same people that i was joking around with and making very inappropriate jokes and all that shit while we work together now i'm in charge yeah so now i'm kind of seeing where i was like oh shit this is kind of difficult to kind of navigate that but i can see where like i know that they talk about me like when i'm not there because you just that's what you do you talk about the boss mm-hmm. i've done yeah. it everybody does it i don't yeah. take it personal because that's just the way it is um as long as i'm respected i'm fine and i can kind of t- to me, it just kind of seems like there's going to be a few people there in AEW who are just like, they put their arm around Tony in his face, and then when he turns his back, they're like, this fucking guy, he's he's bugging, bro. I don't know what the fuck. Man, look, I'm getting my money. As long as I get my money, I'm cool. And you don't want to have that kind of... You don't want to have that, bro. But the thing I don't like about it is, because obviously we love AEW, but like even Meltzer, who's not... I don't buy into these reporters and journalists are once I don't buy into shit like that. I think just like us fans, they have their cup of tea. And in my opinion, I think Meltzer is more of an AEW guy just because he loves the old school professional wrestling aspect of it, which would make sense. You know what I mean? But even he's saying like, yeah, like they're not doing too good right now. And it's like, you know, we want to see them do good. And I think it's, Dumb as it might sound, but starting with little things like that is going to get it there because it's like, like you got this on one hand, right? Tony's having like hissy fits on Twitter, and then you have their former, his former, one of his former women's champions getting presented on the other on the competition like a goddess. Yeah, and it's like your talent's going to see that. Like I, you know, I'm like, you know, like oh hey, blah blah blah. Like I'm, I'm stuck here in catering. But then you Did got you see this what one. Thunder Rosa said. Like she wants to be treated like that. Yeah, that's what Thunder Rosa said. She basically said that same thing. She's like, man, when you see that happening, like that's what I want. If I go somewhere like that, like I want to be treated like that, like a superstar. Yeah, and you it's know? like it's you know, and people are gonna say yeah, grass isn't greener, but people forget like Jay tried out for WWE and didn't make it. Yeah. People Plenty of people did. Wardlow, same thing. I think Wardlow was over there. He didn't Rosa make it. probably has. I think Ricky Stark. Sammy no, Thunder Rosa went to WWE. Ref, and she, she went to the Performance Center, and they wanted to make her a fucking referee. Can you imagine if she would have took that job? We would have yeah. never have gotten NWA Thunder Rosa. We never would have got to see that whole transformation of her going into AEW. Never would have seen it. She would have been yeah. a fucking referee in WWE. Yeah, and it's just... I, I don't see her leaving AEW, though, to be honest. At this point, bro, I, I can't put that on any of these people anymore. Like, I don't know anymore. I really don't. Because, you know, we're getting into season for WWE. You know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, all that shit is coming down the pike. And this is the time where they ramp up. You know what I mean? You can see it on the shows. Look at all the women. All the women that they're showcasing, because we got Royal Rumble coming soon. You gotta have all those. You gotta have all these women on the roster in order to have a fucking women's Royal yeah. Rumble. 
You know what I mean? So they're all getting showcased right now. And well, it's not just like they're walking up to the camera for doing bullshit. They're like actually being showcased. Yeah. So because that's so I had two things, I guess, switch to the WWE side. So what do you think of these reports that Ari Manuel, so the CEO of Endeavor, TKO, the whole thing, is the one who told who pulled Vince from creative? I don't know if you saw those reports where it's like it is Triple H's thing now. Yeah. And because I guess Ari was saying bad things about Vince. Like the stock went down and he's blaming it on yeah. Vince, probably because of all his legal issues and shit. So he right. slowly pulled Vince out. And then there's, I guess I was listening to a podcast yesterday and I guess Ari did an interview or some shit. And he said something along the lines and he almost hinted that Vince was getting ready to sell his stock already to buy out kind of thing. And I think it's because wow. Ari just doesn't want him around. Yeah, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to him. He can't be forced to sell. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know but I, mean? I, think, I think. I guess if if they're making it work. See, that shit, that's where the shit that I don't understand. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of all that. Yeah. I don't know how that shit works. I know that he's majority. I don't know if he's majority shareholder. I think he is, right? He's the majority shareholder. You know, so the reason. Never. The reason Vince was big on this deal, from my understanding, is because he has power now again. Yeah. With with, with before the sell, because of everything that happened, he didn't. Um, because now he's like something of TKO. Like in a weird way, he's somehow yeah. in charge of UFC. Like with the job, like the position yeah. he has. And because people are pretty much saying like Ari Manuel's the one that finally is gonna put a stop to Vince. Like he's the guy. Yeah. Um but if that's the case, everyone's saying because the past two, three weeks of WWE TV have been dramatically different, like the women. But so let me ask you, I don't know if you are you tracking? They're doing a fatal five way for the world. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? The thing is with those Saudi shows, it's like titles never change hands. I think maybe this happened once. A titles yeah. change hands mm-hmm. over there on one of those shows. We so all know like, Rio's holding that title to Rumble. So I mean, when I see stuff like that, like when I see a triple threat. I'm thinking, okay, the somebody the title was gonna change hands, but when I see a five way, I'm like, nah, it's not the title's not changing hands, bro. The the champion's gonna figure out some way to somebody's gonna get a finisher hit on them. They're gonna throw the other person out of the ring, make the cover, and yeah, like I don't, especially if it's a Saudi show, like that that title's not changing hands quite yet, and it shouldn't. That no. title should change hands on a major top four show because they have to. They got to continue to elevate that belt. They can't just have it ping-ponging, which I'll give it to them. They've been doing a good job with it. Rhea's held on to that belt for quite a while. You know what I mean? I'm not ready for her to lose it yet. I like her with the belt. So take it to Survivor Series and and WrestleMania, bro. Yeah, I would say you got to think she's holding that till Mania. Especially after last night, another stare down with Becky Lynch. Yeah. You know? That's Um, a match I'd like to see. I think that's what's going to be. I think at Mania, it's going to be for sure. I think it's them two for the world women's title. And then I think on the SmackDown side, I think we're going to get the the Bianca-Charlotte match. Yes. But then it's like now they're so stacked because Jade's going to be on Mania. If they're already showing her Jade, but it's like, so what are you going to do with Jade? Like, so do you throw her in somewhere to make it a triple threat? I'm curious. I'm curious when they're planning on having her actually do something in the ring. Cause all this showing up backstage shit. Yeah, that's fine. But you got um, it. 
can we fucking see her on TV? Can she yeah, talk? I'm, can she like, yeah, you know, perform? Yeah, like she's starting to talk now in these backstage segments, which is cool. But like, can you drag her debut out to the Rumble? Like, at that least on when that is. Yeah, the Rumble being the end of January, and we're almost the end of October. That's no, ain't no way. Like, no, nah, you can't wait that long. She has to. She has to at Survivor Series. She has to do something. Yeah, like, do make, something at Survivor Series. She has to have a match or an exhibition match or. I wouldn't even mind if they had her on the pre-show. Like if they had one pre-show match and they had her go out there like an exhibition match and she just fucking destroy somebody. Like I wouldn't even be that mad at that because I don't want them to just throw her on a Survivor Series match with no build. Like don't just throw her in somewhere yeah. just because, you know what I mean? And I think and I get why they're displaying her cuz not every WWE fan watches AEW like there are those people that just watch Raw and SmackDown not on Twitter so yeah. I get it they're trying to hype her stock like I get it but it's like she's got to like if she's going to be in the Rumble so she's got to have matches before the Rumble because she's probably oh, not going to be so that's going to be dope which I'm I, very curious to see her I want to hear her music because I want to know what music she's coming I out just, to um, that's why I'm curious what they're going to do with her for me like do you throw her in maybe like, because here's the thing, and I don't like, because the obvious answer is I do Bianca and Jade for a title. Even if Jade doesn't win at Mania. Like, cool, I would like to see it. That's a big moment. But beyond, I don't think anyone would be mad if she lost to Bianca at Mania. Like, in my opinion. Yeah. But just like back in the day with Cena, man, like, Charlotte's there. Like, when's the yeah. last time Charlotte this wasn't? Is like when, this is like when Michael Jordan was fucking running the NBA for, like, yeah all those years and you got all these fantastic teams but it's like yeah but jordan's there like you know charlotte what I mean? was in the title match last right year. now you got right now you got Rhea, you got becky you got bianca you got charlotte and i would even say raquel is starting to kind of come up in her own it looks like they're giving Shayna a little bit of rub like that she's actually being built up a little bit so you've got like then you got eo who is yeah the she's a champion and then you always Kyrie, have Oscar there and then finally Kyrie sane's coming in Bailey's there. You could you could say Bailey fell off since that knee surgery thing, but I don't really put stock in that. But you know the way they have her character right now is not exactly top of the card. Yeah, but what she's I, there, and they can easily put her Bailey, in. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. Bailey seems like a great person, and I feel she's trying to build Dakota and EO, which is cool. But Bailey's still young in her own self. Because yeah. from 2016, when she debuted until, what was it? She got hurt in 2021, right before the, the they came back. She was amazing. Yeah. Multiple-time women's champion tag title. She had that long, long, over-year run with the SmackDown women's title. Yep. It's like, Bailey should be, like, in her own still. And I get it. Yeah. Like, you're taking care of these two girls. You wanted to make this group to elevate them. But, so it's like, I guess in a weird way, I hate that she's selfish. Or not selfish, I should say. Yeah. Not selfish. Because it's like, Bailey's still like Bailey. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? It's, like, not like, it's not like he's done. You know yeah, what like, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Like, they basically yeah. have her like a manager. Yeah, and it's like, like, Bailey should be, like, there's no, Bailey needs like another title run. Not saying right now, but like at the end of the day, it might sound corny, but she's one of the four horsewomen. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she is someone. Yep. 
you know? So I don't know. And I get it. Like, I respect her for what she's doing. But, like, I guess selfishly on my end, it's like, man, we all know what you're capable of, especially right. as a heel. Like I said, she had that great run, then that awesome feud with Charlotte. And it's like, and I don't know. I don't know what it is with damage control, why it's not taken off. Because Judgment Day took off. And we were talking shit. But damage the thing control, is, the, it's like Dakota is constantly hurt. And yeah. she's not like... She's just there, like as a like a cheerleader, like you know, what I'm saying she doesn't get a lot of ring time, so it's like you don't really get to showcase her, and then you just have her and you have uh, Bailey and Io. Now every time you see Bailey, she's taking L's. They got her fucking losing all these matches, like the, that know. person wants to face Io, and it's yeah. like Bailey's the, the the yeah. So it's like. And I get it; it's wrestling one on one. Like it makes sense why they do it, but it sucks that it's Bailey. Right, I guess what we're saying, because what is it? Charlotte and EO, I think, fight for the title this week. Yeah, and God knows how that's gonna go. That's <laughs> one thing. Charlotte, Charlotte Flair is the Brock Lesnar of the women's side. If Charlotte's in a title match, she's probably always gonna be the favorite to win. Like if she doesn't yeah. win Friday, I will be thoroughly surprised. Yeah, like that was ridiculous when she just came back. When she come back and beat uh Ronda on SmackDown. Is that what it is? She came yes. back and no, it was someone else when she came back, like one of those times, like last year, where it was like, yeah, Oh, was she's Ronda. back, and she immediately came back and just, Oh, yeah, yeah, she came back and just beat Rhonda, like on a SmackDown or so. It's like, What the fuck? I think Rhonda, like, just defended the title, and then it's like, Okay, well, now you're losing it to me. Yes, that was dude. And I was like, What, like, I, I again, doesn't do you think, don't you think that like hurts? Because I know that they're trying to get Charlotte past Ric Flair's imaginary yeah. 16 world titles or whatever. But doesn't doesn't it diminish that number when you see her do shit like that? Like, she just shows up, she wins, and then, like, well, yeah, cause she's what, just throw what, the belt on her. She's, like, a 13, 14-time women's champion, but she's never had a long run. And, like, how many years? Like, seven, eight her, years? Yeah, she won her first one in, like, probably 15 or 16. But she's never had long runs because when she won the first Raw Women's title, remember her and Sh uh, Sasha yeah. were going back and forth. And then she was always playing hot potato. So and it's like, at least give her a long run. Like, if you're going to do it, give her. Yeah, I just, I don't, uh, whatever. It, it is what it is. Like, because she's entertaining. She puts on great now. Oh, no. We love Charlotte. She's great yeah. in the ring. I'm not talking about anything as far as her in the ring. I'm I very, you know, I'm a fan. But it's just like the, the way they put the title on her and take it off and then give it to her again six months later. And it's like, fuck, man. I know you're trying to get to that magic number, but it's like, dude, okay. Like, it's 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 yeah. almost ridiculous when you hear, like, she's 13-time women's champion. It's like, you, 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 like, you reserve that for, like, older people. Like, somebody who's, like, grizzled and has been doing this shit, like, 20 years that they're like, yeah, that's 13 times he's won the yeah. championship, you know? Like, that's, for me, I just kind of seems like for someone so young to have, like, that high a number, it's just, like, because they just kind of, like, play hot potato with that thing. Yeah, and it's, like... And it seems like right now they're doing decent. Like Rhea's had the title for since Mania. Eos had it, I think, since like July or some show or SummerSlam. Backlash, right? Or, or I, after I, Backlash? 
yeah, like July or the beginning of August. So she's had it for a little over two months now. Like even Chelsea Green and Piper Niven, like they've actually held on to the women's tag titles for a little bit. So yeah. they're getting it down, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, I will say right now, I think it's harder in a fucked up way to book the women's division over there than the men's because they have so many. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of it's a good place to be though. I will say that because you have so much talent, and you're you're having troubles trying to figure out who's going to be your champion, who's going to be lined up for what. Because it's a good problem to have. Because right now, even you look at Seth Rollins, you know the thing with Nakamura, we were pretty sure Nakamura was not going to be the one to dethrone him. I wouldn't have hated it, but. It's like when you think about it, after he after Nakamura wins the title, now what? What's he gonna what who's he feuding with? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not you can't do you automatically cannot do Cody. Cody's out of the picture. Yes, Cody's Cody is reserved to if Cody does not defeat Roman Reigns for that fucking belt, then this whole thing is a failure. So like if Nakamura wins, you immediately you can't have Cody in the picture. So then what are you gonna do? Jay? Kevin Owens? Sammy? And that, you know what? WWE is too predictable. And what I mean by this is, even if it's a money in the bank cash in, the two, the world heavyweight, I'll say it now, even though it's new, but even Romans, that belt, like Romans not losing that belt, you know for sure whether it's that, it's only good, that's only going to happen at a WrestleMania. Yeah. But then it's like, you think Seth's going to hold the title to Mania. Like, I'm not saying they should flip flop a lot, but whatever happened to, say, someone winning at Mania, but then losing at, Fastling. Yeah. Like, I feel like if it's either, if it's not at SummerSlam or WrestleMania, it's not going to happen. So I have a good feeling on Survivor Series. It, that's it. It's getting cashed in. It's getting cashed in at Survivor Series. Um, Cause well, actually no Drew's wrestling at uh this, this Saudi show, right? Yeah. Okay. So if they kind of, cause I don't think that's going to be a one-off cause Drew right now is kind of like, kind of a heel kind of a little bit but not really so i think he's gonna end up obviously he's not gonna i don't think he's gonna win this match in saudi um but i think he's gonna go full heel after this so then maybe they'll run it back with uh a very heel drew uh mcintyre with uh seth and maybe they'll take a survivor series and then once they get there I think that would be the time for this guy to cash in, bro. He's got yeah, to cash that shit in. Yeah, he has to cash that shit in soon, bro. Well, because here's like, the thing: you got to get, you gotta get it done. They're in a predicament, and I hate to be the guy because I love Priest, but unless he gets super hot, which I think they're already high, but I don't see Priest walking into Mania with that belt. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. As much, I wouldn't care to be honest. I really wouldn't care. I just don't see it happening. So it's like, okay, you're gonna say he cashes in on set. So sets. So you already know if it's before Mania, he's not going to have a long run. But then if they wait till after Mania, the pay-per-view is July, Money in the yeah. Bank. So say right. the person beats Seth. Like, I hate saying it, man. I have a really fucked up feeling he's going to have a failed cash-in and they're going to try to do some storyline with the Judgment Day. And I don't want that because mm-hmm. I want Priest to win it. Yeah, but I really think that's how they're gonna blow this thing up. I really think Priest is gonna have a failed money in the bank cash. Mm-hmm. I don't want it, but I just I'm totally and it's been a, and it's been a while since we've seen that too, right? 
It's yeah. been a while since we've seen one of those failures that cashing in. Yeah, and it's like it's yes, it's an accolade for Priest, and it shows they they have faith in him. Like I think Triple H does, and I don't think this is if he cashes in and fails, he'll never even have a world title. I don't think any of that. I just think the way they're going with the Judgment Day, especially even though they just won the tag titles back again, like there's tension there. You see it every week on TV. They're plotting it. And I, I just think he's gonna have a failed cash in, and that's how he gets out. Because hmm. I think I think he I think Judgment Day continues without Priest. I think Priest is gonna break off from this and be a baby face somehow. Yeah, even because even if um even if you have Priest cash in again. It's like now what? What do you do with him after that? Because they're constantly feuding with the same people. So if he wants the belt again, Cody's out of the picture. You cannot do Cody because Cody's a different story. Then you got Jay Uso. Jay Uso really is the only name out there that's like at the level where he can do that. You really want to see Jay Uso win the? I mean, I don't know. Uh, You don't think Sammy? You have he's Sammy it. too. He I said mean, it in the promo last night. He's he's fighting for a world heavyweight championship. Yeah, I mean, they could, could he, do Sammy. They could have a uh, Sammy be a face and go after. Uh, that makes sense because they've been, you know, they've kind of been doing the beef and Judgment Day too for a while. So you know what I think is killing WWE in a way, whether it's true or not, in a fucked up way is CM Punk, and here's why. Because wow, that came out of nowhere, right? But here's why. Because until like two months ago, it seemed like it was written in pen. It was going to be Gunther and Rollins at me, right? Everyone's cool with it. Now it's teeter-tottering, right? Because LA Knight's hot. I personally think, the sidetrack quick, I think LA Knight, I mean, I think Logan Paul, I think, long story short, I think Logan Paul and LA Knight are going to fight for the U.S. title at Mania and LA Knight wins. Unless they really get behind him and make him the Rumble winner. But now it's like, okay, now you think is LA Knight going to win Rumble? But now once these CM Punk reports came out, even though everyone's saying they haven't talked to him, but every week they're doing all these different fucking things. Like, did you right. see USA Network commented on the Shinsuke GTS post? So they, they WWE posted on Instagram the video of Nakamura doing the GTS. And USA Network commented best in the world. Oh, my God. Jesus like, Christ. And it's like, oh my Ivy god, series is sold out. But it's like, so everyone thinks, oh, Punk's coming back. He has to be the one to beat Rollins. This is insane, bro. This is really crazy. Like, so I think I'm gonna revert so to Logan Paul bullshit. For some reason, if Punk comes back and he's the one to face Rollins, I think LA Knight has to be the one to beat Gunther. Because just like in a way, like Roman, you have to have someone who's white hot. Yeah, you can't just have even though Chad Gable, like they could have struck then, I think. But right now, in this yeah, but they moment, fucked it up with the timing because it was like you knew he wasn't gonna win because Gunther yeah. was going for that like streak. Yeah, the record. And so they love like, their streaks. Yeah, so it's like now you're in the predicament who's the guy to beat the streak? Just like Roman. They both have to be white hot, which I think's fair. But it's like so they're in a predicament now because it's like the easy answer is if you do bring Punk in, you don't. I don't think he needs to be near a world title. Right. I don't think so. That's but, the thing is, if you bring in Punk, 
and again, this is what we were talking about a couple episodes ago. It's like you bring in everybody to feud with Seth Rollins. <laughs> everybody comes awesome, in man. a big fucking feud with Seth Rollins. It's ridiculous. It's just like, unless you bring in, like, because you, you're not going to bring in CM Punk as a heel. You're going to bring him in as a baby face. Like, you're going to yeah, bring so him in. Because he's naturally going to be so over. Yeah, it's going to be the grand return and all that shit. So you got to bring him in as a baby face. So who do you have him, like, kind of focus his energy towards? You, If you do Roman, that's great and all, but you're not going to be. He's not going to come in from being gone all that time. And being showcased in another company and come be the one to beat Roman Reigns. That's not going to fucking happen. So, you know, what do you have him do? I think that's the main issue that they're probably having as far as like, because it's either Seth Rollins or The Miz. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? What are we, what are we going to do about this? And, um, yeah. Unless he like, fucks around and takes over the judgment day or some bullshit like that or starts another faction, some type of other faction or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I, I don't think I don't think that's it. You know what I mean? Me. Like yeah. I don't know what he would I don't know what he would do. I really don't. So that's why it's like what what do you what do you do with the guy? That's I, the thing. And, and do you think Survivor series being in Chicago, do you think WWE's in a predicament? Because I would I believe both angles where they really want nothing to do with the guy, but where they're like, nah, like we got to kind of maybe strike on this. Now, let me tell you something. If they have Survivor Series and Roman Reigns wrestles whoever the fuck he's going to wrestle at Survivor Series and he wins and he's there standing tall with his finger in the air or whatever, and they hit Cult of Personality, I am going to lose my fucking mind okay i'm gonna lose my mind but then i'm then it's like after the initial shock and all that and going on twitter and interacting with all these idiots i'm gonna be like okay well fuck what are they gonna do because he's not gonna beat roman that's cody and yeah that's for cody that's reserved for cody do you think survive do you think wwe's in a predicament where people are gonna shit all over survivor series if cm punk doesn't come out at the end like, th- think about this. Mania yeah. Night 2 was not bad. But once Cody didn't win, a lot of people shit on it. Yeah. 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 Actually, but I, Night 1 was much better, though. Yeah, Night 1 blew it away. The only night really great... Night 2 had some good matches. Like, they had the triple threat for the IC title, but... I think the- Night 2 just had... I think the weight of that main event kind of killed a lot of the momentum for night two because night one was just like okay you know what you're getting you know roman reigns is not on this show that's tomorrow night so tonight this is what you're getting and they killed it like they yeah. the women's match the fucking tag team match tag it was match. just even phenomenal. that even the men's tag match they did yeah that. like showcase, great great show one great show yeah um so i think night two match. was just kind of like it was such an anticipation to get to the main event because everybody thought Cody was gonna win. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, except like you. Everybody you, you was waiting for Roman. You story. predicted Roman. Well, I did pick Roman, but that was just like contra- trying to be contrarian. But yeah, it's just like everybody thought he was gonna fucking win, bro, and then he lost. I'll be right back. That's a stupid way. Now you're cool. So you know, I feel like kind of there was a little bit of a. It was like uh, it fell under its own weight. So. 
you know, but with CM Punk, it's kind of it's so interesting to kind of fantasy book what he would do because if he comes back at Survivor Series, my thing is it has to be at the end of the show because if it's not at the end of the show, then you're gonna have the the CM Punk chance for the rest of the show and you're not gonna want that. So they haven't come out at the end to confront Roman again. I'd lose it completely. Uh, I'd be marking out like a motherfucker. But it's like, do you really want to have him going toe-to-toe with Roman? I mean, the promos will be great. The matches will probably be really good. But at the end of the day, he's not going to be the one. So how do you book this man? How would you book him? And again, you want to book him against Seth? Cool. But is everybody just going to come in and go after Seth Rollins? It's like everyone in the world has the their target on Seth Rollins, like every wrestler and every promotion wants to come to WWE to wrestle him. (laughs) Like I like Seth, but you know, I don't really think he's like all that where it is like everyone in the world needs to come wrestle this guy. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, it'll be very interesting to see how they handle this situation because I'm at a loss as far as booking, but I will say this. Chicago will be on fire that day with all these little innuendos that they've been doing and all these little hints and all these little GTSs and all this little shit that they're saying that they're not hints, yeah, but they kind of are hints. I'm gonna tell you right now, that Chicago crowd is gonna be ready for that dude to show up, bro. I think if he doesn't second the show starts, you're gonna hear the chants. You are gonna hear CM Punk chants a lot on that show. They're gonna have to really sweeten the mics on that. To, to drown yeah. that shit out. Yeah, because like they like I said, they're in a they're in a predicament. Like I said, it's a good one because you have so many great people. Like that's their problems. They have a lot of good talent. Yeah. Speaking of sweetening mics, can we can we kind of like can we dispel this this once and for all here? Like again, I don't work for WWE, so I don't know hundred percent, but like so you have all these people who they are they've been saying that Dominic Mysterio, when he gets on the mic, like his voice is literally drowned out from the crowd because the crowd is booing so loud that you can't hear Dominic. Now, I w- <laughs> so my take on that is that that's bullshit. They're lowering Dominic's mic and they're pumping up the crowd noise at the same time. So that it comes across like Dominic's being drowned out. Now, I'll say this. That's fine. I'm completely fine with them doing that. I'm completely fine with them playing with. It's part of the show, bro. It's part of the show. You're you're making Dominic out to be this hated, slimy, scuzzball character. So that's part of the thing with him. They're making it where the, it seems like the crowd is just, they hate this guy so much. That he can't even talk. That's part of his gimmick. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the last episode of SmackDown, it was SmackDown, right? Where he came out and Triple yeah, H was there. H, yeah, SmackDown. You could tell that's what they were doing because Triple H was talking and the, the mic volume was at a certain level and Dominic was talking and his level was at a certain level. So it's like, how do you not, how can you not tell that that's happening? Because these people on, again, the social media people, all fighting with each other, talking about that they're doing the mics, they're not lowering the mics, it's legit, it's not legit. They're like, oh, I was there, the crowd's definitely, 
there's always that one guy who's like, no, I was there at the show. And there's definitely, it was definitely loud. And another guy's like, no, I was there and it's definitely sweetened. My point is that I feel like the audio sweetened and it's okay. Like, yeah, it's totally you're presenting fine. him as like a piece of shit. It's part of the show. Yeah. So I don't get the, like these people literally love to fight for everything. What, for did, everything. You think, what did you think of Nick Aldis? That was weird. That was weird because we like Nick Aldis on this show. He's, he's not a known. Phenomenal wrestler. He is not popular outside. It seems he had what a eight hundred day reign or something as the NWA World Champion. Yeah, like great wrestler, great personality, great talker, yeah. phenomenal shape, great look. But so my thing was that I kind of think what WWE did was smart because they knew that he wasn't going to get like a reaction if. Triple H goes, Nick, all this. And then they hit some music. Yeah. And then he comes walking out. People were going to be like, oh, that's. Who the fuck is this guy? Like he was going to get one of those. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it was smart because what they had him do was he was basically standing next to Michael Cole. So they went to commercial. Nick Aldis walked out. He was standing there next to Michael Cole. And then they focused on Triple H in the ring. He said some shit, whatever. He made the announcement. And he was like, Nick, all this. And Nick just literally walked up into the ring. So he was standing there. So people didn't have a chance to be like. Cricket. They were they, they didn't get a chance to build up anticipation of who, who might this be? Who is this? Is it Teddy Long? Is it? Yeah. Who's he going to bring out? And then they're like, Nick, all this. And they're, you're like, who? So they had already killed that by having him standing there. So I think that was kind of smart. Yeah, cause because the pop, kinda... he got a baby pop. And you could tell yeah. it was like an IWT yeah. pop. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the diehards who were there, because he got a reaction, just not like a yeah. kind of Yeah, but I think if he would have like been back there and they would have like hit, you know, some type of music and it would have said his name and yeah, he would have no. walked out, they would have been like, Who the fuck is Nick Aldeus? Uh, Al Aldis? Who is this I, guy? I think he made a first good impression. That first promo oh, was yeah. good, especially yeah. the Dominic thing. I'm a big fan, and then he shook his hand like of your father. And then yeah. And then yeah, he definitely, and again, presence. He has, yeah. he has presence. He knows how to. He's no stranger to a mic. He's gonna have no issues talking and doing any of that. So he can completely hold his own. So he's gonna be fine. Yeah, and, what uh, I, like and I actually him, think he's gonna end up in the ring pretty soon. I think he will at some point for sure. And what I like about him is he's credible. So like, I bet you like they're not gonna get the back talk to him and yeah. shit. Like I thought and even look, when, another. Yeah. Another superstar on your roster. Yeah. And I thought the way – I thought he even looked good when Cody and Roman went face-to-face, -face, which I'm not going to lie. I thought that was pretty dope. That was the first time. Like, they did good in that segment, in my opinion. Yeah. It's the one thing I – you know, and maybe you can give your thoughts after, but I was really shocked Roman didn't come out there with the title. Yeah. He came out just him. But when they went face-to-face, -face, I was up. But even when Nick Aldis came in there and put his hand in between, it was like, not here, not tonight. Like, even though those simple words, like, he delivered it good and, like, made it known, like, yo, not here, yeah, not now. Like, I don't know. I thought that was dope. I watched the video, like, two or three times. But why do you think Roman didn't come out with the title? I had to have been on purpose, clearly. I don't even remember. I didn't even – honestly, I didn't even really think about that at all. I didn't even realize he didn't have the title. Yeah, I, I knew, like, instantly. Because I was like, what the fuck? Where's his... Like, you sure Heyman wasn't holding on to it or something like that? Like, I don't... 
Nah. I don't even honestly. I I wasn't even thinking about that. Heyman had me marked out though, because in the back he's like, "You're on the wrong show. You're yeah. on the wrong show." <laughs> no, it's funny too. I saw a thing where it said because you know Heyman's <laughs> been coming out like with gray hair, yeah, and he dyed his hair on Friday back yeah. to black. So it's like, oh, he's been stressed out all this time that Roman hasn't been there. Now Roman's back and he's he's happy again. <laughs> it's like. Haven's committed to it too, but that yeah, stare really down right there, too. that stare down right there made me think like, yo, it's got, it's definitely going to be Cody and Roman. Yeah. Right. That like was definitely, it was intense. Like you could feel the intensity there when they were just, I like, I really, really loved that ending of that show. It was very well, very, very well done. Yeah. Super man. well done. You know, LA Knight stood his own, I thought against Roman fine. Like, that segment, so so that segment again, not to cut you off, but like I no. had issues with that segment, mostly like with John Cena jumping up and down in the corner like a schoolgirl. Like we were talking about this in the pre-show. Um, I don't know why he chose to play it like that, because you don't need to get Ellie Knight over. Like LA Knight, if you hadn't noticed, is super fucking over already on his own. He doesn't need a Cena rub. He doesn't need any of that shit. So the fact that Cena's like, no, it's your time. It's your time. Here's the mic. And he's just standing in the corner going, yeah, literally, like literally. He's going to the crowd like, oh, my God. Like, like what the fuck? What are you doing, dude? Like, shouldn't yeah. you be with LA Knight on his, at his side, like ready to square up? Especially like Jimmy comes into the ring. And attacks LA Knight and Cena's standing there like a bystander, like a like yeah, a, like yo, he's standing there like a, he's standing there like Tony Shavani. Like he's just there, like, oh shit, what's happening? And then by the time you knew it, he threw him right out the ring, but then he just stays there in the corner, like I was like, that's super weird. Yeah, and it's like, you know what I want to see though out of that feud? I actually randomly want to see a contract sign. Oh yeah, because I think because I think a back and forth battle promo, like just the two of them, obviously Heyman there, but them two, I think would be dope. Yeah, hell yeah. Especially if you let LA Knight go a little bit. And let's have let's we don't have to have Cena there. Cena doesn't have to yeah. be involved. Jimmy, I, I think it needs to be Roman, Heyman, yeah. and LA Knight. Yeah, he can go away. It's all good. We don't really need him there. Yeah. Jimmy was cracking me up though. Jimmy is hilarious. Like he's I told you, bro, I love this whole Jimmy where he thinks he's like he thinks he's like right up there like at roman's level like he thinks he's like the same and it's just fucking hilarious how he's oh, like that's stupid <laughs> yeah it's so funny so yeah, I well know. done i don't know i think both shows are doing really good though right now i personally think both companies um yeah raw smackdown listen i've been a i've shit on raw for more times than i can tell the only reason i didn't watch it last night is because i was exhausted so i went to bed super early but i definitely will catch the hulu cut because I do want to watch, uh, I do want to watch that Walter and um, Bronson Reed match in its entirety. So I'll definitely check that out. I don't watch that false count anywhere, Matt. Ricochet went in. That's what I've been hearing that that match is tremendous. Who the hell did he wrestle? Him and Nakamura. Oh shit! Yeah, Ricochet wow. was doing some wild shit, and he had a little funny moment there. Uh, they were fighting the gorilla area, and you know how Gregory Helms is a producer, and Shinsuke like went back out through the crowd. I mean, through the like the stage or whatever, and Ricochet. He's walking. Goes, he goes, stand back. There's a Ricochet coming through, and then she kept walking <laughs> through the ring. 
Like, you corny ass motherfucker. That um, is funny. That's why I text you. It was a false count anywhere match that actually left the ring and like did a lot. To oh, bro, me. I was I was unconscious. Yeah, I was, I was very shocked because we all know WWE. We're gonna have a hardcore match and like two chairs get used. Yeah. You no. Know? So like that's why I was like, oh wow, they're actually like leaving, leaving around the area. Doing. Yeah, I definitely got to check that out. Yeah, I'd say those two were really good, and then. Now, Rhea and Shayna didn't get the chance to be that good, but it's because they had all the, the women interference shit like that and go with it from there. But I thought it was a uh, good show. But like I said, I think both WWE and AEW are doing good right now. I'm curious to see um, what else they add for Full Gear this week. Um, that I'm really interested in seeing. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to get the fallout ever of the whole Jay White getting beat by the masks, man. I know some people thought, obviously, it was going to be Edge in the beginning, which that would have been cool, but we knew that. But I know it seems like now, like, Jay White's got the belt, whatever, all of this. It's kind of like you don't know where it's going, but I'm excited to see. Um, That's the one fallout I do want to see. About Do you think we ever get the fallout of who attacked Jay White? Yeah, I don't know. Dude, I was so happy when they did that angle because it's like, oh, my God, like storytelling, like they're actually doing an angle, <laughs> like an actual mystery angle on AEW. This is fucking awesome. And then they like never followed it up. It's so yeah. weird. Yeah. And it's like they, they kind of switched the roles completely there. And um, no, I was just kind of saying like the, the build for fall gear, uh, fall, fall gear, full gear. You know, it's coming. Pay-per-views in a month from now. So, what other matches do you think are going to be on full gear? That on I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Wardlow. Because Wardlow did an interview where he uh, he basically buried MJF. And I was like, that's pretty interesting that he did that. I don't know if you saw that. I know you saw that picture yeah. where he had MJF written on his uh, like yeah, armband yep. when he came out the first week. But basically what he was saying in this interview was that I've been gone for a while and I see now that MJF all of a sudden is like being loved by everyone and praised and everyone seems to forget that six months ago he was like the biggest piece of shit on earth and I haven't forgotten and I refuse to uh, again this is not verbatim this is just what I remember he's basically saying like I'm not going to be cheering him this guy's a piece of shit and I don't see why everyone else cheering him right now but I'm not going to be the one and I'll get my you know I'll get my revenge yada yada so I was like that's pretty interesting because I'd be down to see him take the title off him. I really would love to see Tony Khan properly build Wardlow back up because Wardlow's awesome. Dude, I like Wardlow a lot. He's I like, was at that double or nothing where he beat MJF, like beat the piss out of him. And the crowd, me being one of them, was so behind Wardlow. But also remember there was all that bullshit where apparently MJF was walking out and all yeah. that which led to the great you effing Mark promo. Yeah. I actually uh, watched that the other day. And it's, but so that kind of took some of the spot, but Wardlow was white hot then. And it just, I mean that moment when he walked to the ring and he put the, the ring down in front of CM Punk, like, yeah, he was like, that he was uh, like, revolution. he's like, Oh shit. No, I don't have it. Sorry. Sorry, Maxwell. I don't have the ring. Oh, wait, here it is. And puts it right down in front of CM Punk and walks away. That was like beautiful 
like storytelling. The way he just did that, walked off, like it was perfect. And then they fucking go and cut this guy's hair and fumble him. And again, I know he got hurt, so it's kind of not like Tony's fault, you know, completely. But hopefully he can find a way to rebuild this guy back up like they did Hobbs. Because holy shit. Yeah, Hobbs the way Hobbs beat the shit out of Chris Jericho, boy. Yeah. That was something. Which that was dope that Jericho like did that because Jericho didn't have to. Jericho yeah, all these people who say Jericho doesn't put over, you know, what the fuck are you talking about? Jericho, all he does is put people over. He put over Eddie Kingston. He put over fucking Action Andretti. He's putting over Hobbs. He's put over Sammy. He put, he put over, over Daniel Garcia. He's putting over all these people, bro. He put over MJF, I think, in their rivalry. Yeah, like. And then I don't know who won the match, but remember he had that pay per view match, the uh, like the mimosa match or whatever with Orange Cassidy. You remember that one? I don't even remember that. Um, I want to say I forgot what pay per view was that, but they had a match. It was during COVID time. Maybe it was Double or Nothing 2020, but they had a match, whether it was Dynamite or something, where like they were th- like they were in the ring, but surrounding the ring, like on each side, was like two pools of like. Orange, orange fucking juice or mimosa. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. Damn. Let me try. I have no recollection of that. What the let fuck me, is that? Let me try looking it up quick. Was it like a little bit of the bubbly match or some shit? It was like a. I think it was advertised as like a mimosa match. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was for um. All out. I think that you have orange. Chris Jericho challenges Orange Cassidy. I Jericho challenged a mimosa match. Mimosa mayhem match at AEW All Out. You really don't remember that? (laughs) What the fuck is that? I have no recollection of this match. Wow, that's so crazy, bro. That's insane. I don't even remember that. You don't remember that? Shit is so much shit has happened with AEW in just that short five years, man. They've had so much shit happen in that company. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. But I'm definitely excited for it. I bought my, um, I've been looking for the full gear ticket, so I'm definitely going to the theater for that shit. It's a Saturday, bro. It's a Saturday. I'm going to go that's, get my- That's the only reason I'm really going, because it's on a Saturday. Yeah. But it's cool because of the time change. Yeah. The main card will start at 5 p.m. here. Oh. So I'll probably, I'll probably go to like 9, and then I'll. It's like an hour drive home, so I'll listen I'm gonna to definitely go. I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get situated. I'm gonna get situated and libated. And I'm gonna go to that theater, have my big chair with my popcorn, and watch that fucking pay per view and enjoy you that want, shit. I don't have to work the next day. Watch the scrum. I love you wanna, it. You want to hear some like first world problems? So when we right, were driving, over. when we were driving back from Vegas yesterday, we were talking about the show and how we're going, and I was like, "Man, we're in such a predicament." She's like, "Why?" And so with the show being at five, that's an awkward time because you got to eat and shit. And when I went to that arena for the Dynamite, the New Year's one, their food is stupid expensive and terrible. Like yeah, just terrible. Like terrible arena food. And it's like, you got to find a place to eat. But where the Kia Forum's at, it's in the middle of Inglewood. Like, so not to be that guy, but it's just not in the Yikes. nice area. And there's nothing to do around there whatsoever. Moody. Nah, you you gotta go there, go and get the fuck out. When it's yeah, over. it's just not in a great area. You know what I mean? Um, like literally, the Kia Forums here, the next road. Just I only say because everyone thinks it because it, it is popular. Is Crenshaw Boulevard? Like it's literally on Crenshaw Boulevard. <laughs> um, 
you know? And, um, but yeah, I'm just over here bitching, like, what am I going to eat the show? I'm going to be hungry and the food sucks. Yeah, I'm going to have to <laughs> eat somewhere and then drive straight to the, like, I would eat somewhere and then drive to the show. Yeah. Like, go somewhere at 3 o'clock, go to a restaurant or something, eat something, and then... No, except the one thing this arena does good. So, in California, it's very popular, especially outside of bars and stuff. They do, like, it's, everyone says street meat, but it's usually hot dogs wrapped in bacon, and then they put, like, onions and peppers on it. And then a very popular thing out here in California... You said, uh, what was that shit? You said street meat? What? Street meat. Hey you! Yeah, I know, right? Street meat. Now that's what everyone calls like you're drunk. Oh, you want to go get street meat? But um, wow. Yeah, it's a hot dog, bacon, <clears throat> peppers, onions, and then people put ketchup, mustard, and mayo on hot dogs. See, I can't see you lost me there. I can't. No, no. But here's the thing, because I'm white, right? And everyone knows white people love mayo. But all I, my I have no problems with mayo, just not on a hot dog. No, but see, all my Hispanic boys out here, the one who are like, dog, you got to do it. It's so good. Because I was against it. I was like, no way. And wow. I guess it's because it's it's like squirted on. It's not like hey, whatever. You. Yeah, I know, right? I'm getting all the paws. Paws. Anyway, they sell that right. Oh, they have a shit ton of them right outside the arena, and I'll probably get a hot dog. In it. So I'm weird. So I will eat a hot dog with nothing. I like hot dogs with nothing on it. Just just straight hot dog. And I'm going to pause this before I say it. Just, just straight hot bread dog. with the meat. That's it. That's it. Cuz I it's like I used to do ketchup. I never like relish. I never fuck with that. I used to like go crazy with it and do like chili and onions and all that shit, but it's just like too sloppy and this shit's everywhere and I don't like yellow mustard. I like spicy brown mustard. The spicy brown mustard doesn't really go great with hot dogs. No, so I'm it's like, I just like them plain, bro. Don't give me any, uh, what's that? What was Michael K call, uh, call it? Uh, Michael K one time had to eat a Whopper live on TV because he never had one. Oh, ointment. He was like, there's so much ointment on this thing because <laughs> they put ketchup and mustard and mayo. And he's like, all this ointment, what is this? It's like, bro, it's ketchup. Before we get on back to the wrestling shit quick, are you a Taco Bell guy? Love Taco Bell. So That's everyone, like the best drunk food in the world. Everyone kept saying to me, yo, you have to try. I never had a Crunchwrap Supreme until yesterday. Mm. Pretty good. Bro, Taco Bell is not something you eat sober. Like, you don't go Taco Bell sober. So, when I was in Miami, we used to go to this place called Sharpshooters Billiards. It's on 117th and Sunset in Miami. And inside that um, strip mall, there's a Taco Bell there. Smack in the middle of the strip mall with nothing mm -hmm. else around it. So, this pool hall used to have free beer on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So... You get a table, you get free beer from like, I think it was like from seven to nine or no, 10 or something like that. So we used to go there at seven on the dot. We get a table and excuse me, we'd get, you know, the free beer, which was shit dollar piss water beer, but whatever. It was free. Yeah. And we'd get shit faced every fucking day, every Tuesday, Wednesday. And then we'd stay there till like, Two in the morning when they closed. And then, of course, what's open till 2.30 is Taco Bell. Taco 
So Bell. we dr- walk right over to Taco Bell and we eat there in the parking lot. Like it was, dude. It was every Tuesday and Wednesday. We'd be eating. Those are literally though some of the best times. So yeah, of course, greatest some times ever. But yeah, Taco Bell is uh, it's definitely. I'm fond of that place. What I love about Taco Bell the most is that they literally only have like four ingredients and they just keep mixing and adding them together and creating a new, a new thing. Like every time they come up with a new thing, it's like the cold burrito bell taco chalupa. And it's like, okay, bro, you took the soft taco, you took the chalupa, you took the meat, and then you put it all together. And now it's a new thing. Like it's all the same shit. You just keep mixing it together. Oh, it's so good. Oh, so well, delicious. The last wrestling question I'm going to leave you with, and we'll probably wrap it. So we, we obviously mainly focus WWE and AEW. What is one thing you want each company to improve on right now in the moment? Wow. It can be it can be it can be anything. That's Behind a the scenes, question. in scenes, yeah, it is a very little question. So I'm actually going to surprise you here, and I'm going to say, as far as WWE goes, nothing. I want them to continue doing exactly what they're doing right now because I've not seen a raw. So I've not seen a good raw like the one that I saw last week in years. Like I was literally shocked at how good that episode of Monday Night Raw was. And it looks like last night's episode was also very good. So continue that. Keep doing that, please. Um, AW, they got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of things they need to improve on. But the one thing I... What's the one thing that I would have AEW improve right now? Is the booking of their women's division. They need to... Again, it's great. Sheeta's champion again. That's fantastic. But, yo, you have more women on your roster than Ruby Riot and Sheeta and Soraya. There's, like, a lot of women that you're not using. And... You just don't need to have them come out and get squashed by your champions. You have a lot of women on your roster, and they need to be showcased better. You need to have more than one match per show. That's bullshit. And it's always the second to last match. Yeah, you've got to find a way to put more women on your show, bro. You have to. I know you want to have Orange Cassidy on the show every fucking week, and you want to have this, you know. We don't need to see them every week, bro. But we need to have... a more you know a bigger rotation of these women on the show bro you have to it's october where's abaddon bro i have to watch fucking um this weekend i watched uh wrestle what's that shit called wrestle it's on fight fight plus it's a promotion called wrestle something i I would look it up now but it's gonna take too long i had to watch abaddon with um a match with abaddon and this dude palmer the monster hunter was a casket match. It was cool. And they actually had a bunch of wrestlers on there that we all know. It's like, okay. why do I have to watch another promotion to see Abaddon who's signed to your fucking roster? She's not even on Ring of Honor. Like, she's nowhere. Put her on the fucking show. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. It's fucking ridiculous. I agree with you, but I think that's going to do it what for us. What would you change? Uh, Not you, buddy. I don't, I'm going to try to think of different ones. I think AEW would be just the behind the scenes shit. Let's just uh, let's just figure it out. You know, whether it's Tony just maybe calming down a little bit. You know, maybe a talent meeting. Like, hey, let's just all get back on the right track because we all know the capabilities they have and how good they are. 
and how great the show can be. Amazon. Uh, how great the show can be. Yeah, let's figure out the behind-the-scenes bullshit. You know, Tony, squash that shit. And then WWE? There's obviously something, I gotta think. Um, You know, this it's gonna sound funny coming from me. Because I love Roman. I think we need to see like just a little bit more Roman. Not That'd weekly. be nice. I don't think we need to weekly. But when he, it was said this week that he wasn't seen since the SmackDown after SummerSlam, which was like Wild. August 10th. Wild. Like, and he, <clears throat> Roman deserves what he has. We all know he's put in work for years, part-time. But we got Seth who debuted with him, who's the world champion out there every week. And it's like when Cena was there part-time, like still there, but not like part-time like he is now, like actually still. He was at least doing stuff, like movies. Like Roman's not doing movies or anything. Like Roman's just home. Right. And it's like not it's saying not- he's going to be on every pay-per-view and every SmackDown, but you're telling me between August – I'm going to look up the date right now. But you're Bro, telling- at, this point, at this point, you're real – like honestly, I I'm fine. Like honestly, I'm fine, bro. Because it's great because they're so over without him. Yeah. But it's like, come on, man. You are like, and I get it. When Royal Rumble season comes, he's gonna be on TV probably every week until Mania. Like I get it. This is kind of their downtime. But it's like two months without seeing your world champion. And like like some people say, you know, back in the day, every thirty days. I'm not. I'm one of them who doesn't think he needs right. to spend it every month. I don't buy yeah. that. But there's no reason Roman – Roman wasn't on TV the whole month of September. Just think about that. Yeah, that's another thing. Now, I'm glad you said that because somebody um, somebody was arguing this morning about um, the rules in WWE. They were saying that – what was it this morning that they were mad about? Um, this bro, I, I keep bringing up things that I kind of remember, and then I want to look it up. I can find this pretty quick, though. But like, can we like? You guys have to understand. You you you're trying to argue, like, rules and shit, for things that are happening like in WWE, and they don't care about the their own rules that they make up. Like, they don't even care. Like, so let me see. This dude was okay. So this guy was pissed off because there's not supposed to be rematch clauses anymore remember like two or three years ago or something like that uh i guess adam pierce came into power and he was like no more rematch clauses that's it we're done with that shit everybody started cheering all right that's cool so technically there's no more rematch clauses but judgment day cashed in a rematch clause to get that match last night to get their belts back so this guy's like oh the yeah, I understand that it's part of the storyline, but them blatantly ignoring their own new rules will never make sense to me. And I'm like, bro, if they're going to start following their own made-up rules, then we'd actually have a brand split because yeah. they don't even follow the draft. Dude, they had a draft, and literally the next week, Fuck people up. were like on the, 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 <laughs> the other shows. So it's like, it doesn't matter, bro. They're never going to follow their own rules. You, It's like, that shit doesn't matter, bro. It's and just then- like... With the title thing, here's like Roman's reign. No pun intended. Ooh, Roman's uh, reign. Hey, Roman's nice. reign like as, as champion 
okay, like I'm one of them, like whatever. He lost Cody lost. I get it. You've done kind of good stuff since with breaking up the bloodline. Like they did recover good from it. But it's like, I think if we did, and this is where I'm counter countering kind of my own thing in a way, saying I think we need to see more Roma. I think if he defended the title every month, the ring would really be born. Yeah. Because even during his run he's had, he's beaten like over 20 people in title matches. So it's not like he's faced like 10 people. And it's not like he's wrestling like, you know, jobbers. He's actually yeah. wrestling like the contenders, the top people and yeah. beating them. You know what I mean? So, so. Like, like, the only one that I think he's gone repetitive with is what, Brock? For the yeah. most part? That thing has been running to the ground. Like, I don't need to yeah, ever see I that don't, again. I don't, I don't think we'll see that one no more. Yeah, we don't ever need to see that again. No. Granted, it's always, nice, it's always, always nice to hear that music, but I we can't. Don't need, I can't we don't do another... need to see it because their last match was good. The last man standing match they had was good. Leave it there. Yeah. I can't I can't do another Roman. I can't, bro. Okay. I can't do it. Nope. No more. Nope. But I guess that's what I would change. Bring Roman around just a little more. Nice. Even if he's yeah. not defending, even if it's not somehow storyline related. Yeah, like, that's true, bro. He could at least be on the goddamn show. Why don't they record some backstage stuff and just play it, play backstage stuff? Like, at least. Yeah, yeah even, yeah. Okay, Roman, you're not going to be here for fucking seven weeks, but we're going to, you're going to work the one day you're here. We're going to tape shit for weeks. Or use AI or something. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and I don't know. And it's like, I guess it's more of like a, damn dog, like. You're not doing movies, so what are you doing? Like everyone thought, okay, Roman's going part time. He's doing movies. Roman's not doing yeah. movies. Yeah, he's just chilling. And because at least Cena, when he started, was doing like Roman hasn't done shit for movies. Like I don't know if Roman's ever going to really break out like that. I haven't seen uh, Hobbs and Shaw, which I guess he was. That's the movie he was in for like five seconds. Yes, yeah, so I haven't seen it, so I don't know how he did or whatever, but. So he's, he's pretty good in the ring. That's what I don't understand about that shit. Like, how the fuck these guys get a live mic and they're cutting promos in the middle of the ring as a character, but when they act, it sucks. So like, I don't get why they're not better actors. With Roman in that movie, so all of this no homo pause the whole night. Roman's put it, Roman's gotten like muscular wise bigger. Since then, because we know when he came back after COVID, that's when he right. got his veneers. Yes. So like now he looks more Hollywood, I guess, than then. But so I asked my buddy Dan, the one who was on the show with us one time, that would Roman stand out to you in Hobbs and Shaw if you don't watch wrestling? Like he caught my attention, but it's because he's Roman. Like he had a few. Yeah. So. The way his character is, he's in, conveniently, part of the Rocks family. Right. And out of all the Rocks family members, he's one of them that is very interactive. But it's only for a certain part of the movie. Yeah. So I kind of want you to watch it to see if you can answer that. Yeah, I know it's quick. I have to watch that. It's like on the list of movies that I need to watch. Yeah, like he's, he's in a big fight scene. He's in like a few, but he doesn't talk. The only thing he actually does is his ooh, ah thing. He actually does he does like that. spear somebody in the movie or... You know, I don't know if he does spear. It's like when The Rock first started acting like he had to fucking rock bottom. He had to rock bottom somebody in every movie he was fucking in. Yeah. He had to hit the rock bottom at everybody. Know. I don't know. I think he Samoan dropped someone. 
I'm sure he did something. I, I, for the, something for the fact. Huh, okay. It's like I, I, I remember the rundown. The first that was like the first big movie, The Rock did yeah. the rundown with uh Sean William Scott. Yep. And he literally rock bottoms one dude in slow motion in that club. And I was like, ah, there you, it is. Where's the people's elbow? Have you seen Fast Ten? I haven't seen the new one. No, nah, I've watched I think I'm actually behind nine and ten. So I know Cena I've seen up to someone, eight. Cena gives someone the AA in Fast Ten. Bro, so the reason I didn't watch Fast Furious 9 was because when I saw the trailer, first of all, how the fuck is John Cena and Dominic Toretto brothers? They look nothing alike. They don't even have the same type of skin tone. That's ridiculous, first of all. Secondly, there's a scene in the trailer where it looks like Dominic Toretto's on top of a car as it's driving. And then there's another car that like hits something and it's like rolling and it looks like he catches the fucking car with his hands. And I'm I like, don't, I saw whoa. it, but I don't, I don't remember fast nine that well. I was like, Whoa, what? When I saw that in the trailer. I was like, no, fuck this movie. I'm not watching this shit. There's so no way, dude. I'm one of them who likes the fast movies. And I think it's because I suspend the disbelief and I find it comical at this point. Well, I've seen all of them up until eight. So I could, I don't want to spoil something unless you like, you don't give no, a no, no. I, 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 I'll watch it eventually. Like I do want to see okay. it because well, I've seen all the other ones. So for sure, after fast 10, you need to watch the end credits. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And Fast 10 right now is on Peacock. I think all of them are on Peacock. So yeah, Fast I did see Peacock. that. I do have to watch that. I still got to watch I, The Nun. Bro, I'm so behind on movies. Yeah, you really are, brother. I'm Come behind, on. fuck. I'm super behind, bro. Oh, I have to see The New Exorcist. But anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. We kind of talked about a little bit of everything today, which is good. Yes, though. sir. Quiet As we do. in the world and just conversation. But um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at my name. Follow the name. And uh, most most importantly, follow us on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. Then on YouTube, hey, work. Follow us on YouTube at Wrestling Is Trash. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Watch, 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 comment, comment. I kind of feel like we were the first ones to kind of do that shit, honestly. About this. We were we were one of the first ones to kind of do that shit. It was like a lot of people kind of I don't know. I don't want to be that guy, but I, that's one of the things I'm most amped about to do live at Full Gear. Oh yeah, that's gonna be dope. But uh, yeah, that does it for me at least. Yeah. So most importantly, like I said, YouTube follow us on Wrestling is Trash, you know, and on Instagram at Wrestling is Trash. We everywhere. Make sure you follow us. What you got from Lou? Absolutely, Lou from the BX host of the Everything Podcast, cool host of Wrestling is Trash. So. My friends, I received the box today. Now, I got up a couple times during the show because I wanted to present the box because I saw something on Twitter two days ago that I was like, holy shit, what? So I'm gonna I'm not going to unbox this, but I want to at least see the box that this comes in. Because I'm a little excited. I'm going to do a full unboxing of this product. But. <clears throat> so. I saw this. 
online and it's literally a CM Punk statue from Diamond Direct. So oh, shit. I, have, I have a couple diamond. So again, Diamond Select is a, a company that they make statues. So I have a couple of them, but they're you know, obviously I'm a fucking nerd. So this is a movie cap worthy Captain America from the you know movie. Now, a lot of these statues that you see are made out of like porcelain. These are made out of rubber. So they're much cheaper than buying some of these porcelain statues, which are like six, seven, eight hundred dollars. So this is one of those, right? But this is CM Punk kind of sitting in the pipe bomb position uh, from AW's shop. I'm super fucking excited to open this thing. I really want to see it. So uh, I'm going to do a unboxing of this bad boy i might tape it tonight but most likely i'll probably record it tomorrow and upload it so be on the lookout for that boys and girls if you're interested in unboxing products okay and other than that man instagram wrestling is trash you already know go there hit the link get all our content follow us on youtube very important yes that you guys watch the show on youtube we really appreciate it we love making the show for you so that is the place to catch us and uh that's literally all i got uh Episode 162. Nick and I thank you all very much for joining us. And as always, enjoy wrestling. Hey.